Welcome to Well Since We're Here, the podcast where we explore a wide range of dilemmas, issues, problems, or situations, also known as dips. So sit back and open up your mind. Let's talk about it. Well, since we're here, baby, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Shh. It's just me and you. We ain't got to tell the whole crew. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Well Since We're Here. I'm your host Gucci and joining me for a very, very special birthday episode is none other than my mother Lucy. Lucy, say hello to the listeners out there. Hello. Yes, ma. I'm so excited and a bit anxious and nervous to have you on my podcast, but given the recent events and with a lot of familiar situations where people don't have a necessary um, parent or family member that's invested in making sure that they have everything that they need in this world. And they're often shunned or pushed away. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about, you know, and hopefully discuss with you was ways, you know, as a parent that we can support the LGBTQ community and, you know, what your journey has been like. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Growing up, I always knew that I was different from many of my family members, many of my cousins. And, you know, I didn't quite understand what it was, uh, you know, put my finger on it until I became older and more, more mature. And I grew up in the 80s, from those of you that don't know. And back then, the terminology of being gay was a little bit more different. It was more in your face. It was more sugar in a tank. Um, They thought they was being sly. So I grew up experiencing things like that. So, you know, um, one of the things that I've been blessed with was having a parent, well, my mom, that embraced me as myself. And I hope that this episode can really help somebody that's coming to terms with, um, accepting quote-unquote accepting a child or you know even being open emotionally to their child so one of the things i would like to know from you lucy is as a child you know did you know or did you notice that i was different or quote-unquote gay as a child and how did it make you feel well at the time i didn't know and i didn't really think about it you did the normal things that normal kids did so when you told me I said, mm-hmm, and I kept on watching TV. Yeah, I still remember that day, and I was like, did she hear me? And I was like, why did you hear me? And you was like, uh-huh, and you was asking me something or whatever, but the whole point of it was is that, you know, I told you or whatever, and I think for the most part, you know, um, other than being a mother and a parent and, you know, um, correcting me, I should say, you know, I don't think that you had an issue with that. And, you know, one of the other questions that I have is, Um, What was your initial concerns or fears of um, if you had any about me being an LGBT um, kid or, you know, was there any concerns? My only concern was I wanted you to be safe. That was my concern. Now, by safe, do you mean safe from the streets, um, safe from our family? Like safe, like describe safe to me. Safe with falling in love safe with being careful with things that you say and did at that particular time 
I understood what you said, but at the time I loved you unconditionally, so it didn't matter. Um, do you feel like you had support um when you needed or did you need to seek support when you first found out that I was gay? Like how did you educate yourself on um dealing with people of the community? At that particular time when it was told to me, I had to think about what it meant. I had to think to myself. I didn't say anything because I had to understand what was being told to me. So when you had to understand, like, did you have any difficulties? Most parents don't want their child to be gay. You know, I mean, it's very clear. And for those of you that don't know, you know, I have a Caribbean coastal family, also with Native American, and it's looked largely down upon you castrated you know even as a child you know I knew that I was different but I had to hide who I was because of all the innuendos and things that I would hear around me so um as I became more older you know it was a time when you know I told my mother obviously and it came to point of telling my father and that didn't go as well as I would have liked it but in hindsight I don't regret telling my father because it was my truth and I don't think I would have been able to make it or survive it had I not had a mother that supported me regardless of how the world felt against me or they turned their back on me or you know shunned me so I was very grateful for that um did you face any challenges as a parent like when you had to take me to family members houses did you have any pushback when you know, you wanted to go do something, and it was like, well, is you bringing your son? Like, did you have any other experiences? Well, no, I never had any of those experiences. So, basically, I took you wherever I wanted to go. We did whatever we wanted to do. What advice would you give a parent or parents that are struggling to come with terms of their child being different, you know, because it's not just only LGBTQIA children. You know, you do have people that have different things going on. You know, you got non-binary, so on and so forth. You know, people that change their pronouns or they want to transition. So it's a lot of different things going on. But for those people that have parents that don't want to listen, that don't want to hear them, what advice would you give to the parent? I would say, most of the time, listen to your child. I've heard stories where kids have committed suicide, where kids run away from home, where kids are not understood. So they go and do things dumb because they want the love, but they're not giving the love. Listen to them. What if they don't agree or they don't accept or their religion won't allow them to, you know, love their kid unconditionally, which is weird. But, you know, what do you say to that pushback? This is the reason that kids do different things and they hurt themselves because they're in that situation because they're gay. I, but being gay is not a punishment. It's a love, but a different kind of love that people have to learn to accept. Now, when you say accept, to me, that's like you seeking approval. And that's one thing that I have never, you know, fiend for was to be accepted. Like, 
I've learned a long time ago, you know, um, you are familiar with the story that I'm about to tell, but you know, um, long story short, you know, senior year of high school, you know, I came out, told my family, you know, I'm bi. And at the time, you know, um, again, I'm dealing with Caribbean culture, Native American, Christianity, like I'm just hit from every side pretty much. And I remember telling my father, that I was by, and his reaction was, he not go have a son that's a faggot. So it could, it kind of took me back, but I'm just like, okay, them words, they don't hurt. And in the midst of that, you know, I end up getting into a, a serious altercation because they literally meant, like, they don't fuck with you, like, at all, period, whatsoever. So from that point on, I realized that, if the person that had gave me life, which I'm very thankful for, didn't accept me, then I would no longer seek approval or validation from nobody, anybody else. And it was like, fuck that. You know, I mean, I hate to cuss. This is my mom. but just Y'all know how I am. But it was like, fuck that guns blazing. You know, um, the first person to ev- that you ever love is your parents, you know, your siblings, you know, the people you grew up with or whatever. But if those same people are the ones that will tear you down or hurt you or, in my instance, try to kill me, like, it's it's no fucks given at that point. And, you know, I can care less um, about what um, a complete stranger or somebody that I associate with cared about me and accept. And another point that I, I think about is, is the very reason that I have the sign off of my show is to always love yourself like no one else will. And that comes from me understanding that, you know, love and support is very important. But at the end of the day, you only have yourself to provide that safety for. And if you can do that for yourself, you know what I'm saying? Why it may be comforting to have it from your parents, your family, your friends, as long as you have your back, that's all that fucking matters, you know? And, for me, you know, people think that it's standoffish or, you know, that I'm harsh and I can be, but it's because I have learned to keep the sanctity of my mental stability closely guarded to my chest and not never let a person feel that the way they feel or their actions or inactions can dictate who I am as a person because that shit don't fly with me. All my life I had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, like, you know, I've always taught, you know, even today, you know what I'm saying? When I talk to my nephews and my nieces, you know, my child, you know, things like that, I explain to them, you know, that, you know, they already have it tough being black, you know, but not as tough as me. And if I can make it, they ass can make it. So they don't have no excuses. And so I always had like sort of um, a chip, if you will, on my shoulder after that point. Because I realized at that time in my life that I had to stand on who I was as a person and who I was as an individual and how I identified. And if those that are closest to you can accept that, then, you know, that's really not your family. That's just a blood relative. And so it has been easy for me to navigate, you know, my future relationships and present relationships with people because of those categories or whatever. I know that you are blood related to me. We have the same name, the same smile, the same dip on the ass cheek, if you will. <laughs> but, you know, we blood related. And if you have my number, I have your number. We communicate on a daily basis, whether we are blood related or not. You're my family. 
And that's how I stick. That's my principle. And I stick to it. And that's just all it is. So I have always been grateful, even though I didn't show it all the time, you know, to having a mother that was so understanding. Like I still remember like <laughs> going out on this date with this dude and he was older than me and shit. You know, I was scared as fuck, like no cap. But I told my mom, like, I ain't want to be on the first 48, duh. But <laughs> I told my mom, like, I'm going with this motherfucker to the club. You know, this is just my quote unquote friend. You know, that's the word. You know, we're not doing uncles and roommates in 2023. <laughs> but this is my friend and we going out to the club. I never been, you know, and this is motherfucker license plate. You know, this is how he look like if I don't come back the same way I left, that's definitely what it is. But... <laughs> In all seriousness or whatever, her reaction was like, um, here's some extra money to put in your pocket. Like, you remember the conversation? I looked at the car and everything, and I looked at you, and I asked you, are you sure you want to go with him? <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, you know, shit, it's a free drink. You know, it definitely wasn't no um, Cheesecake Factory, but I'm riding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that or whatever. And I think um, one of the best part of our relationships for me is knowing that, you know, without going into grave details or even expressing myself or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You always knew the right things to say without coming off as judgmental, even though as a parent, your ass be judgy. I was glad that you would come to me and say those things. Yeah, and a lot of people don't have that. And that's the sad part about it or whatever, you know, because if I would have had two parents like my sperm donor, <laughs> then I would have been definitely lost in this world or whatever. That's why it's so important to me to be active in not only my child or my niece and nephew's life or whatever, you know, and I'm not saying that they're gay or anything like that, but to know that they are support in whatever they choose, you know, because you need motivation in your life. My motivation as a child was to be anything but like the people that I grew up around because they was very mean to me. I felt bullied sometimes. Um, I felt like the only reason I would be in trouble or picked on was because I was gay. And, you know, it would never come out that way. But that was my true feeling, and my intentions, and I trust my gut because it always been here with me. <laughs> so I've never been afraid to have my reservation, if you will. So, you know, I was always grateful in that aspect of having a mother or not even a mother, you know, but certain family members overall that saw me like one of my favorite aunts, you know, um, God rest her soul. She told me as a kid that I was special, that she loved me regardless of what or whatever. And even though we didn't mention the words gay, I knew that's where she was going with it. And I received it, I understood it, and I respected it. And now, as an adult, I appreciate it more. So that's what implores me to pull more into the youth, especially the ones that's in my family. Because when you don't have that motivation here, you know, it's not surprising when you're a gang member, gang member or you out in the streets or doing anything, God knows what. And, you know, even though just having mentors or people that care and devote their lives to servitude, and making sure that you in the community make it through, you know, people still go astray, you know, but I, that I attribute that to, you know, my lack of seeing what I wanted to be and also attributed to motivating me to aspire to be something different. So I appreciate all of that from you, mom, from the bottom of my heart is really 
eye-opening. It's a grateful experience. You know, a lot of times as a kid, you don't understand the sacrifices that a mother makes uh, or a father, because there are some great fathers out there. I've known plenty of them in my lifetime. So I can't just say all moms, but as a parent, you know, you have to be a lot of things and a lot of things are not good, you know, but through it all, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate your patience and understanding with me. I appreciate the fact that you allowed me to grow unfiltered, unrestricted, um, and to be authentic or whatever. And it has taken me many, many places in this world and I wouldn't be able to. So I just want to say thank you. And on this day, which is my birthday, I want to say I thank God the most high for allowing you to be the vessel that brought me into this world. And I wouldn't trade you in for the world. Because I love you so much. <laughs> you get on my nerves, lady. <laughs> like y'all You know, know I love you. Y'all have no idea. Like, I love, love my mom. Like, I'm a mama's boy day in and day out through and through or whatever you know and it's because of the love and relationship that we have and i have a lot of friends and family that don't have this relationship with my mom so it makes me cherish it even more and know that this is something that i'm privileged to enjoy that i'm privileged to appreciate and that i have the mental capacity to understand that i have a blessing that i have somebody that's going to nurture me regardless of whatever. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be coddled. That doesn't mean that I'm going to be just giving a pat on my hand. I mean, we get into it now, you know. As oh, a, yeah, we do. As a child, <laughs> she was on my ass, y'all. Like, she was on me. But I thank God for that moment because it, it made me who I am today. And, you know, a lot of people have to understand that, you know, especially when you have, multiple children that you are not the only focus but when you have a child that's of lgbtqia then it needs more special attention because there are so many people out here that prey on this or whatever you know and we have to take that into consideration and so i thank god that i wasn't allowed to go down that path because i knew that i was loved i knew that i was cared for i wasn't loved by who i wanted to be loved for by but I was loved by who I needed to be loved by. So that was made the difference or whatever. And once you make a conscious decision to look at things as half full versus half empty, then your perspective on life changes altogether. I still remember being um, on the CTA, for those of you that know that's the public transportation <laughs> system in Chicago, right? <laughs> and I was a little boy, and, you know, my family, the men were mostly outdoorsy, things like that. And the women on my father's side, they was more like, you know, we had, they was rough, you know, you know, like tomboyish, you know, pretty women, but you know, like they like to get dirty. And I was never the type that wanted to be dirty. Definitely. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when I went to Toys R Us, yeah, I'm dating myself. Don't judge. I seen this, my little pony. Oh my. I seen this <laughs> I seen this my little pony down and that motherfucker had glitter hair. It was rainbow. It was all the way down. You know, you could pull it, it grow some more. Like I was yeah. on it. I had to hide that toy. And my mama, without hesitation, was like, here. But we got to put it up so your daddy don't find it. I'm like, ain't this a bitch? But anywho, so I get the toy. I'm frantic, I'm frantic, I'm frantic, or whatever. And I fall asleep on the bus. 
and leave my toy. Boy, when I tell you I was heated. You was looking out the window, <laughs> trying to go through the window to get the pony. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But I loved horses or whatever. I grew up down south, you know, so it was like, you know, maybe. But I really didn't think of it as being a quote unquote gay thing or it wasn't normal. I just liked horses, you know, at that time. You know, but it's just funny how, you know, things. Oh, and that's one thing that I want to speak about. I think as parents, we need to stop pushing this. That's for boys. That's for girls or whatever. You know, you can't have it both ways. You can't fight for feminism and equality and say that I can do anything that a man can do, but then go down to the colors or whatever. Like we assign colors to gender. Like that's weird. Like if I want to wear pastel, pink, purple, Fusion, goddamn it! I'm and gonna you wear got some people that look damn good in it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you know what I'm saying. Stop saying that boys can't wear pink and girls can't wear blue. Like that shit is weird. Like we put sexuality into the little kids before they even know what it is or whatever, and they want to say that you know gay people are pedophiles and that we groom children. That shit is grooming. Like you know, you sit up here and make a kid choose, or you force them to be something that they not or whatever. And it's just that shit is just weird to me altogether. Like. If I want to wear pastel, if I want a dark, navy blue, purple, green, aqua velvet, I'm going to wear what the fuck I want because it pop on me. And that's and just I what it is. men and pink shirts and they look hot. <laughs> well, you know, in 2023, we say salmon. It's not oh, salmon. They look very good. No, it's salmon. No L. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, at this time, before we get into the pennies of the bunch this week, I'm going to say a lovely thank you to my mom, Lucy, for joining me on this episode. And taking the time to sit down and have a conversation with me on what it's like to be a parent of an LGBTQ child. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you, you know, to the moon and back. You already and know I that. I love you too. Love and, you more. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Do you want to say anything to the listeners before you get up out of here? If you're a parent out there struggling with your child, please love them. That's all I can say. Give them love. I love you. This is Lucy. Have a great day. I love you too. Now let's get to the real shit. You know, my panties in a bunch this week is people that wish you Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever, whatever. I personally don't celebrate holidays for my own personal beliefs and my own spirituality. And people find it offensive when you don't respond with, a Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, etc. And, you know, when you explain to them in detail that you don't celebrate holidays and it becomes from being polite to argumentative, debative, and I'm not here for none of that shit. Like, I don't judge you and your beliefs, your faith, your traditions, things like that. You can miss me with all that shit. And it's just, it's tiresome. You know, when people tell you that they don't subscribe to something, then let it just be that, that they don't subscribe to it. I shouldn't have to argue and debate my position in life just like you shouldn't have to do yours. And on that note, I'm going to say, fuck yourself. Good night. I know you fucking lying. And always to love yourself like no one else would. I'm your host, Gucci, and I'm out this bitch. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, we would like to thank our listeners for tuning in for new episodes each and every week. Please rate and review our podcast and download us wherever you receive your podcasts. Be sure to follow or subscribe on our social media platforms under the handle, Well, Since We're Here, and make sure that you turn on notifications so that you stay current on all new episodes.